Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, it's a Friday. BS Hour, Bloom Daddy, Sam, 1170 WWVA. End of the week. Sam, you're going to be talking about some things coming up, what, tonight, this weekend, a little bit later? Yeah, some things going on this weekend for, for people to check out, uh, round out the, the the weekend with the week with some fun activities going on. Okay. Well, we might as well give an update on Roxby Development, Jeffrey Morris, because I'm telling you, my phone, my emails do not stop with people reaching out about just how bad of a situation Roxby is in right now. And I'm going to read you part of an interview, or I mean, not an interview, but an email. Uh, This is from a former employee. It says, Jeffrey would hire people with no experience, but always justified it by the individual's connections within the city. HR would have no say or interview in the process. He would just hire people. And the person who was HR at the time would say, hey, who is that? And it'd be like, oh, that's, that's a new employee. They wouldn't go through any interview process. HR wouldn't even know. There was a new employee in the building. The email goes on. The garage to the hotel has been deemed a serious issue per the engineer. Paychecks have bounced multiple times. No taxes being paid, although withheld. No reporting of earnings to unemployment for second quarter, which is an issue when applying for unemployment. No gas at the Scottish Rite, but Emma Jean's Bakery is operating out of there and still holding events. The city has told him that the hotel and the Scottish Rite need millions of dollars to come up to code. The monastery, nothing done, but a lot of BS. His friend has been living there and just recently started paying utilities. People were paying for events, and the money would be spent, leaving the burden on the event coordinator to fit, the, you know, to uh, pay the bill. She quit. But what's going to happen to others who have paid in advance? So all stuff that we've been hearing, we continue to hear from former, former employees. And Sam, coming on the show next week, we're going to have a former employee. Yep. This individual is not worried about putting his name out there anymore, and he's this is somebody who missed 13 paychecks during his time with Roxby Development. Yeah, um, hopefully we will have that interview on Tuesday is what we're shooting for as of right now. But yeah, more and more are, like we've mentioned, they just keep coming out of the woodwork, and now um, I think now people are starting to find their voices even more. And they're not afraid to get more, even more public um, to come out and speak, which I, you know, I've got to give a lot of credit to those. You know, Courtney was the first to come out and put her name out there and and go on the record saying, you know, this was the experience. Um, I would love to hear from somebody in the outside world, another business who has done business mm-hmm. with Roxby and get their side of things and how how that went doing doing business with them not working for them but doing business with right. them i'd love to hear somebody from that side of things Here, here's a text message from my phone it says david i would like to stay anonymous i used to work at roxby left to not getting paid on time and the company running off his friend i would like you to know the employees that are still there haven't been paid and payday was august 26th and payday is again in two more days and I said, thanks so much for the info. How many employees are left? 
And this individual said 12 employees and then the upper staff of about seven of them. It is a blank show. Glad to be gone. It's it's just another it's another another person telling us the the exact same thing. That's where I think a lot of of credence goes to all of this. These are multi it's a multitude of people telling basically the yep. exact same experience. So the the whole argument of disgruntled employee that kind of thing it doesn't hold water anymore because. Everybody that's coming and speaking to us have round about the exact same stories and the exact same experience working there. Right. And once again, Tuesday of next week, you're going to hear firsthand from another employee. Courtney Riley was the first. A lot of people want to stay anonymous. They're afraid of repercussions. Courtney stepped up and said, I'm not afraid of Roxby Development and Jeffrey Morris. You've got another individual who, how long was this individual with the company? Over a year? Over a year, yeah. Yeah, over a year, and you're not going to believe what this this individual has to say. I mean, it's 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 truly amazing what he witnessed and what he went through at Roxby Development. And I want to make sure everybody out there understands. Listening, we have offered Jeffrey Morris every opportunity to come on here, and we haven't heard a peep from him. Mm-mm. If if you if I had former employees coming on just hammering me, if I had anonymous sources absolutely hammering me, and it wasn't true. I would have, I would have, I would take an invite to go on and defend myself in a second, yet not a peep. Cricket out of Jeffrey Morris. Yeah, and, and and the invite still stands. I mean, yes, it still stands. And anybody who currently works there that wants to defend it, I mean, absolutely, right. we want right. to hear both sides. All right, you mentioned something about the parking garage in Wheeling the other day down by OVMC. What did you say? Do you uh, remember? Basically, the the fire department is going to be moving out of that location, and that that's attached to the parking garage. And the parking garage has been closed since 2019, since OVMC closed down. So they're trying yeah. to figure out what they're going to do with it. Well, it, it's been I, – I talked to somebody about this. The Center Market parking garage was closed to parking due to structural damage. Now, it hasn't been used much since OVMC closed. And I'm hearing it might be cheaper to knock it down than fix it. Now, remember back when I think it was WVU wanted, was looking into buying the entire OVMC campus, uh, OVMC campus. I think that that, that that they're still looking at that and possibly either renovating or building something there. And if they do that, then you can almost be, be assured they're probably going to, you know, build a parking lot or a parking garage. And, and I'm being told that there, there is an entity looking into purchasing the entire OVMC, uh, OVMC campus. And if it happens, and I'm hearing it, there's a very good shot that this happens, you see a number of, of well-paying jobs that are going to go into that, into that area. So I think, the future looks very, very bright for the OVMC, OVMC campus, and um, I think I think something's going to happen sooner rather than later. That would be nice because that is a very large piece of property in downtown Wheeling that's kind of been sitting stagnant, and it, it would be nice to see somebody come in, take that over, either like you said, renovate it, clean it up. 
or put in something brand new because that that was a very busy part of wheeling that, like I said, has been kind of just sitting there. So that would be nice to see happen, especially if it brings in a lot of jobs. That's always, always a perk. Right. And, and I heard, you know, we're talking anywhere from 70 to like maybe say 150 jobs which would be huge. Yeah. You know, that would be huge for that area. And for Center Market, I mean, look, if you you got to think, Center Market lost a lot of business, especially some of the restaurants open for lunch, you know, the, the, the uh, Coleman's Fish and everything else from employees at OVMC walking down there mm-hmm. um, and, 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 and having lunch. I mean, that was easily accessible. A couple-minute walk for an employee of OVMC to walk down there and, and get some lunch. So, Getting a business back in there and getting employees back in there, people back in there would be huge for Center Market and all the businesses around there. And even even dinner time, shopping after they're done with their shift, the whole deal. Yeah, it, it, it the the influx of people that OVMC brought into downtown Wheeling who worked there was a benefit to many business through businesses throughout downtown Wheeling. So this would this would bring that foot traffic back for the center market area and surrounding areas for lunch, shopping, anything. So yeah, it would be it would be a huge perk for the for the area. Well, like I said, I mean that's that's it's such a pretty area. I mean it's such a pretty area down there, especially in the fall, getting into Christmas time. I mean I there, there's there's no better place in the valley, in my opinion, than center market as far as just a feel mm-hmm. for the season when it comes to Christmas time and fall. All right, we got some events to talk about that are coming up this weekend. I also got a text message from somebody from the Valley who's like, hey, I'm up in Cleveland. I'm, I'm promoting something big here in the Valley. I'll tell you who that text message was from. And as always, if you want to get a hold of us about anything, you want to promote an event, you want us to investigate something, look into something, it's real simple. Bloom Daddy at iHeartMedia.com, Sam at iHeartMedia.com. Hope you're enjoying your Friday morning. Always, always thankful you're listening to us at 1170 WWVA. Bloom Daddy and Sam, the BS Hour, back with more right after this. Welcome back to the BS Hour on your Friday morning. Bloom Daddy and Sam here with you. So I get a text from Craig down at Grandview Park, and he said, I'm heading to the RV show at the Cleveland IX Center. Be there for the next couple of days to promote Grandview Park's campground and what Marshall County has to offer. And the um, Grandview Park, I mean, Craig, he he advertised a couple of months ago on my station in Cleveland, WTAM 1100, because I think it's a no-brainer for Grandview Park and for some other areas in the Valley to advertise outside the Valley, especially a big city like Cleveland that's two hours away. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about Grandview Park a number of times, Sam. I mean, I think it's a hidden gem, a hidden treasure in the Valley. And it's kind of like, I know a lot of local people go, but I guess my point is this. And it's the same advice that I gave to um, Blame My Roots, Chris Dutton. I wouldn't spend a dime advertising in the Valley because everybody knows it's there. You've got to go out and get people outside of a one-hour radius to come in and visit. So, if, if I'm Grandview Park, if, if I'm Ogilvy Park, if I'm Center Market in Wheeling, if I'm, if I'm a destination place in the Valley, if I'm Bar Camp or whatever it might be, you know, I'm looking at a radius of an hour out for two reasons. Number one, everybody in the Valley knows where stuff is because we don't have a lot. And I'm not trying to be mean, but we don't. And number two, most people in the Valley don't support what we have. 
So why would you waste? You're in advertising. You're a sales rep. Honestly, why would you waste your time, energy, and money promoting in the Ohio Valley? It makes no sense. Yeah, I, there, there's a lot of times where I tell a lot of advertisers th- like that, like you mentioned, to go outside the area because especially now, since since travel restrictions, now they've lessened up. But it has, it has mm-hmm. changed the way a lot of people think about traveling. A lot of people are doing three or four day weekend getaways and they want to go within a two to three hour right. driving radius. And we have locations like that here. Now, I know my husband and I and a group of friends, we looked into the place in Youngstown. Um, oh, you went to it. Uh, what's it called? The the Grand Resort? Yes. We looked into going yeah. there. And that's what, an hour from awesome. here? Yeah. So, uh, no, no, you're looking at an hour and 45. It's, oh, it's is within it two hours. Okay, well, that's yeah. that's my whole point is people are... But that isn't long. No, it's not. And people are changing the way they travel. And the resorts that we have around here, Ogilvy, Grandview, Zion out in Cambridge, they have to adapt their marketing to reflect that, to bring in those people. That's how I met my husband. He's from Cleveland. And his family, <laughs> his family came down to... The Piedmont Lake area. And that's how I met him. He's not from here. And right. that northern part of Ohio, they they like coming this direction. You you drive out to Seneca and the different lakes out in Ohio. Look at the look at the counties that they're from. A lot of them are northern Ohio counties. They come this direction for travel. Yeah, and being that I live in Cleveland half the time. Um, you wouldn't believe what this city has to offer. And I know you're a Cleveland fan, but people have no idea. And you're, you're talking an hour and 50 minutes, mm-hmm. straight shot, 77, easy drive. I mean, from the restaurants, I mean, everybody knows Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and all the sports teams and stuff. But I mean, from the restaurants to, like, have you ever heard of West Side Market? Yep. West Side Market? Mm-hmm. I mean, those, it's indoor, nothing. But, like, booths set up every day, Monday through Friday, or, I mean, Monday through Sunday, vegetables. Uh, farm foods, uh, diff- Lebanese food, uh, it's its unbelievable. I mean, you could spend a day there alone, and it's right across the bridge from Progressive Field. Um, so, yeah, I mean, when it comes to promoting what you have, you got to go look outside. you got to draw people in. And what people don't understand is a two-hour drive's nothing. Honestly, it's nothing. I mean, that, that's, that's not a big drive. Take it from somebody who drives all over the place with baseball and everything else, and work, and everything, two hours is nothing. Yeah. Not, not to go enjoy yourself and see something different. Oh, no. And, and there, there's so many unique we, – we tend to live in our own little bubble here in the High Valley, and we, we take for granted a lot of what we have when it comes to like, – like our parks, our, our, our wooded areas, the the right. the world nature that we have, we take that all for granted. And there's people in larger cities and lar- larger suburban areas that really want what we have, and we we like I said, we take yeah. it for granted. Yeah. All right. What you got for me? So real quick. So let's let's visit St. Clairsville. Now, this is a crazy story happening in Belmont County. Um, A missing girl from Toledo, Ohio. She was found in St. Clairsville the other day in a very odd way. She uh, a driver in St. Clairsville 
her car was struck. When her car was struck on New <coughs> Avenue, she followed the driver that struck her. Well, the police pulled over the driver. The driver was a 15-year-old female. They later discovered that she was a female who had been abducted by a report a convicted pedophile. And really? yes, and as this But she was alone in the vehicle? She was alone in the vehicle. Now, the the pedophile is a uh, Toledo resident, Philip Thompson, who is 57 years old. He was arrested in April for driving to St. Clairsville with the intent to meet and have sex with a 14-year-old girl. Now, the 14-year-old oh, girl wow. ended up being an undercover police officer. He was in court this week for sentencing in the Belmont County Courthouse where he had had what looked like a romantic partner with him. Now, nobody noticed because the the partner with him looked older in age. Now, they now know that it was the 15-year-old who, after Thompson's sentencing, left the courthouse driving a rental car under the name of another woman, and then the accident happened. So this story con- uh, continues to develop. And, send, and Lieutenant Stewart out of St. Clairsville said this is a very rare incident, but it has opened a new investigation. And hopefully, since this young girl has been separated from this gentleman, it will kind of stop the cycle of the grooming that she has been under with this person. So kind so of basically she she's been brainwashed. That's why she didn't just get right, in a vehicle and leave. Right. Right. So just a, a, a freak accident leads to hopefully what will turn into a really good result for this young girl getting away from this this man. Wow. Wow. OK. Yeah, well, that was a crazy, yeah. crazy story. I'll talk to Lieutenant um, Stewart, too, and find out more details uh, for next week. So you, you want to hear a little irony? And, and I, 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 I can't help but appreciate this. So a group of West Virginia coal miners has come to the rescue for a couple. Now, here's the, the ironic side to this story. They had to push the couple's electric vehicle to a charging station at the coal mine that they worked at. Now, if that isn't irony. If, if that I know. It, it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, these these are the very people that want to make coal miners extinct. Uh huh. Yet these individuals still help them, which which shows you the mentality and the heart of blue collar workers, and it shows you that uh, you know, especially like coal miners, you know how caring and how good of people they they really truly are. It's just so. I I think it's so ironic. I think it's so comical that. They broke down where they broke down at and that it was coal miners that came to their rescue and that they then had to go be plugged in at a coal mine to charge their vehicle. Right. <laughs> it's just no, all around. I, I, it, 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 um, well, you take a look at California right now, too. You've got Governor Newsom out there telling people not to recharge their cars because their their energy grid's collapsing. But yet, you know, they're passing state laws saying that you can't buy a gas-powered car after 2035. Yep. It, it, it's, it's like, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing? Crazy. Oh, I know. I know. So do you have big plans for the weekend? I I, ha- I do not. But, you know, I wanted to I wanted to just kind of expand on the coal miner story. OK, because one of the coal, one of the coal miners is actually West Virginia State Senator Randy Smith. And Erica Storch reached out to me and said, you know, he's a great guy. And obviously uh, she's correct because he's one of the coal miners that that pushed that car and helped everybody out.
Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and that that's the thing. Yeah. It's it's yeah. just another prime example. Hey, listen, oh. we're, we're short on time. Oh. Throw out out there. we got about 30 seconds. Okay, so don't forget the Belmont County Fair is going on this weekend. And also uh-huh. Saturday up at Ogilvy, it is Swim With Your Pup Day at the Crispin uh, Pool. And it's football kickoff, NFL. You got it. All right, we got much more to come on the BS Hour. 1170, WWVA. Time to bring on my ladies, Diamond and Silk, social media TV superstars. Ladies, how are you today? Oh, we're doing wonderful. I hope you're doing well. Very well. So I've got you scheduled for FAIR, Federation for American Immigration Reform, coming up here in a couple of weeks. Wednesday, Mm -hmm. 335, booth 5. So we'll be hanging out once again. Can't wait. All right. Can't wait to see you. Yeah, I'm going to talk about immigration here in a second. But first, I I, I need you both to settle something. I might be a little insensitive. It's probably why I'm divorced. But Queen Elizabeth II died. I don't give a damn. I think it's the biggest waste of time covering this royal family. Like, she's 96. People who are 96 die every day. That's what they do. But second of all, she hadn't... There's no bearing on anybody's life. I think there's so many more important stories out there than talking about some monarch who never made a decision in her life other than is she going to wave with her right hand or her left hand. Am I being insensitive here? Um, no, that's your opinion. You have a right um, to your opinion. Everybody, um, um, you know, feel, uh, uh, you know, their way about um, different things. So I think it's your opinion. You have a right to your opinion. Just, I just don't want the public to be distracted and please make sure you pay attention to all things. That's all I can say. Yeah. See, Carmen, Carmen's all over me here. Carmen, jump in. Dominic Silk, look, this is a guy that literally glossed over it. He talked about her death for literally three and a half seconds. And then he started describing to our listening audience, which is large, what he had for dinner last night. It was the height of insensitivity. (laughs) He should have given her her just due. I mean, this guy is classless. He's tactless. Has no couth. Those are three traits you clearly lack, Bloom Daddy. Th- thank you. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the. Uh, well, that's, that's, I take it as and a that's your opinion about Bloom Daddy. That's your <laughs> yeah. You know, all Bloom I can Daddy. say is just the sound of his voice gives me gas. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let, let's start. Let's start talking about something that actually matters. First of all, okay. did you did you see the picture of the coal miners in West Virginia pushing the electric car that? That its battery went dead. Did you see it? <laughs> no. Yes. Oh, Bloom Daddy, I didn't see that. So the you, no, no. Tell us more. Yeah, well, I didn't well, see well it. you had a couple driving through West Virginia. Their battery goes dead on their electric vehicle. <laughs> it was at a dangerous stretch of highway, and some miners were coming by, and they were nice enough to stop and push this vehicle out of harm's way. People took pictures of it. I mean, you know, basically. You know, people who are all in on these electric vehicles and and let's go against fossil fuels are trying to exterminate miners, yet they still took the time out of their day to help two people out. Well, you know, we'd be better off just riding a, a horse and a buggy, fooling around with the left of these here. And, and listen, and then they talk about the windmills. What what if the wind don't blow that day? Is they going to get somebody to blow on them to make sure that we have electricity? Everything that they're doing is they're creating uh, the dem- uh, demise of 
we the people not being mm-hmm. able to to live uh, comfortably. You know, mm-hmm. it's like our resources. They're just getting. We we got the resources, but we'll get. It's just like having a cow, but talking about I need something to eat. But there go a full fledged cow right there, where you got some steak on it and some mm-hmm. some beef on it or whatever. I mean, I'm just like, look at what these people are doing to the United States. And then who have their money invested in these electric cars? That tells mm-hmm. you everything you need to know. If we can't afford gas and groceries at the store, do you think we're gonna kick out sixty thousand dollars for something? that we got to push up a hill after so many miles. That's crazy. <laughs> You're like the days of Fred Flintstone. Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> yeah. These people have lost their minds. You should see the picture, though. It's priceless. All right, do you remember when Jen Psaki, then press secretary for the White House, said about the Afghanistan withdrawal in August of 2021, she said, I can absolutely assure you that no one is coming into the United States of America who has not been through a screening and background check process. Remember when she said that? I remember when she said it. Well, guess what we just found out, thanks to the Department of Homeland Security's Inspector General. The Department of Homeland Security lacked critical data to properly screen, vet, and inspect Afghan evacuees after the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan in August of 2021. And the DHS may have admitted or paroled individuals into the U.S. who pose a risk to national security and the safety of local communities. Surprise, surprise. Wow. Well, it's no surprise. Listen, when you're dealing with a Biden regime, they're not following constitutional laws. They disregard that. Anything can happen when you have a border wide open. Anything can happen. These people don't care about we, the American people in communities. They could care less about that. Now, my thing is, do they know who these people are so they can Mm -hmm. usher them out of our country? Do they know where they're at, who they are? Because if not, this may be a problem if these people are terrorists. That's right. That's right. And it's said that our FBI and DOJ is going after we, the American citizens, but these illegal aliens that's crossing our borders illegally, we don't know who they are. Are they te- checking to see if this uh, are, are terrorists coming across the border? Or are if the FBI that? got their eye on these people? Because they right. sure got their eye on the American people watching everything they're doing. So when Peter Ducey from Fox News, who's the only one that ever presses <laughs> the new press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, he asked her yeah. about the IG report. She said, oh, it's not accurate. That's all she said. Oh, it's wrong. Well, you got, well, you got to understand she's a liar. She's, she's a humble opinion. Yeah, she's, let me tell you something. You keep gaslighting the American people. The American people can smell the gas. They don't cut on the light. They already know what you are doing and what you are saying is full of lies. It's bogus lies. Shame on somebody that can stand up before the nation and just tell a flat-out lie to the public. Shame. Hmm. I don't watch her because I don't want to get enraged. Uh, and she will <laughs> enrage you. We're talking to Diamond and Silk, social media, TV superstars, last but not least. Here in a couple of weeks, I told you we'll be together in D.C. talking about illegal mm-hmm. immigration. This endless flow of migrants crossing the U.S. at the Texas border, they're using any means necessary to get there right now. Smugglers are getting paid to transport people illegally, usually $1,000 per head. But what they're doing right now, they're smuggling people inside U-Haul trucks. Border Patrol agents in the Del Rio sector also reported busting the largest haul of meth ever and a massive fentanyl bust yesterday at the Arizona border yielded more than 100,000 pills and 14 pounds of fentanyl powder hidden inside a hollowed-out ice chest. Yet, Kamala Harris, our oh. borders are nowhere to be found. 
Well, here's the deal. You know, you have Biden stood up before the nation and deemed mega Republicans as extremists. But what mm-hmm. I call an extremist is somebody that have our borders wide open, that don't mind drugs pouring in, that don't mm-hmm. care about human life, people are being smuggled in, don't care about any of that. Uh, that, to me, is extreme. You know, these here, this fentanyl is going to end up in communities. And then when people get a hold of it, they either die from it or start selling it. Now you're going to want to jail them because the jobs are not there anymore. The communities are gone down. I mean, I want people to take a look at the big picture. This is the biggest 52 fake out that I've ever seen. People better start waking up. You better start voting for somebody that want to put America first. Because clearly this man, I don't know, he don't want to put America first. Because if he did, there's no way that this much drugs will be pouring across our borders. And he's sitting somewhere in the basement eating ice cream. Queen Elizabeth II dead at the age of 96. In other news, Rosie O'Donnell just ate her sixth meatball hoagie of the day. Let's go live to Los Angeles right now. Alex Stone, ABC News correspondent. Alex, this is a this is a developing story, and oh, I mean, this is like straight out of you know what you watch late night when they when they go and they take a certain murder case and put it all over you know TV because there's so many different angles and. I guess I should just shut up and let you talk. What am I talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, this is a really uh, nuts story. Uh, so last Saturday uh, in Las Vegas, guy was murdered, uh, stabbed to death outside of his home. Turned out to be a well-known investigative reporter for the uh, the local newspaper, Jeff Gehrman, his, na- his name. Uh, been in Vegas for a really long time. And the sheriff, Joe Lombardo, today saying they knew immediately he was a really big deal, that they thought... Somebody was trying to silence Gehrman, and it looks like that's what was going on. Every murder is tragic, but the killing of a journalist is particularly troublesome. So they uh, began looking at all theories. They got video of the killer walking away, dressed up like uh, members of a burglary ring in the area. Uh, And then they got a break this week. Camera caught the killer's maroon GMC SUV driving away. And that was the big moment, says the, the head of Vegas Homicide. There were two main areas that we were focused on early on. One was ensuring that this was not connected to a burglary series or anything of the sort. And then two, looking at any work-related grievances or conflicts related to Mr. Gehrman's work. We knew that as an investigative reporter, he had written several articles, and there were different allegations and statements about potential people that would be upset about it. So, Bloom Daddy, they began to hone in on a well-known uh, Democrat in the area, a, an elected politician uh, who Gehrman had been writing about, the Clark County Public Administrator, Robert Tellis, his name, had been angry about the stories, and guess who had a maroon GMC parked in his driveway? Robert Tellis. And so they got a warrant, searched his home yesterday, found shoes with blood on them that matched what the killer had been wearing, other items uh, that had been cut up to uh, not show the blood. They got a warrant. SWAT team moved in last night. Tell us arrested. And, I mean, this is really rocking Vegas right now. Top politician murdering, accused of murdering a reporter. One more from the sheriff. We expect journalism to be open and transparent and a watchdog for government. And when people take it upon themselves to create harm associated with that profession, I think it's very important that we put all eyes on and address the case appropriately, such as we did in this case. To tell us, uh, in the Clark County Jail for murder right now, in court later on today, but 
uh, top Democrat in uh, in Vegas. Police believe he murdered the reporter because he didn't like uh, what he was writing. Wow. All right, Alex, thanks for the update. You got it. Thanks, Bloomberg. Alex Stone, ABC News correspondent, live out of L.A. I was trying to say in the beginning, this is like right out of Dateline. A couple of things that strike me, and we talked about this before, Carmen. You're going to commit a crime, especially in a vehicle. You're going to get caught on some surveillance video somewhere. I watch all these shows at night. That's how they catch these people. It might be four miles away. They'll go through and they'll watch every car going by and then all of a sudden something leads to another. You're not going to get away with it. And if I would never murder somebody, but if I did, I certainly would not bring back my bloody shoes to my residence. Yeah. Hello. I mean, I mean I, come on. The eyes in the sky don't lie. And a lot of these cases, specifically the past five years, Bloom Daddy, have been cracked by ring cameras. Yes, yes absolutely. Brooklyn uh, City Schools, student arrested for making threats toward the district on social media. He got arrested by the Brooklyn police. Second threat towards Brooklyn City Schools was determined to be from the same person. The student's facing uh, a lot of charges in Cuyahoga County Juvenile Court. This this is where when you catch somebody like this, you've got and he's a juvenile and there's only so much you could do, but you really got to throw the book at him because you got to send a message to other people that you cannot be doing this because once a threat goes out, the manpower, the time, the effort that goes in to researching it, it's 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 incredible. You wouldn't believe the resources that got to go into something like this. Any kind like like a bomb threat, anything. So you got to send the message out there that this is just not not acceptable. Akron middle school student hospitalized. Seven others ingesting cannabis gummies at school. This is at Litchfield Middle School. All the students were released to their parents or guardians. They've been experiencing varying degrees of nausea and they were lethargic. Take the time to talk to your kids about this. I have a junior in high school and I've had many conversations with him about if you're out and about, no matter what it is, whether it's a, a joint, whether it's a drink, whether it's a gummy. You know, with fentanyl, we talk about the fentanyl deaths. And I mean, how many people have died? How many kids have died thinking that, hey, they were just going to do something that kids do, and it was laced with fentanyl? You just don't know what somebody's going to put in something. Absolutely. And that's the message. I mean, if somebody gives you something, deny it. Absolutely deny it. Yeah. Let's go to Adam way down in Marietta. Adam, how you doing today, and how you feeling about the death of Queen Elizabeth II? Oh, I'm doing just great, Bloom Daddy. How about you? Wonderful. I wanted to tell you exactly how the death of Queen Elizabeth is going to impact the world. Tell me. Just just think of how many countries are now going to have to change, change the face on their currency. I mean, Justin Trudeau is probably dancing a jig up in Canada thinking this is his opportunity to get his face on, the, on their money. I didn't even think about it that way. I mean. <laughs> but in all seriousness. She was a great woman, and her death is tragic. But how is it tragic? I mean, I, seriously, she lived to be ninety-six. She had. Oh, she didn't even have she to. Great, she she never had to work. Never had to worry about money. Never had to worry about anything. Guess, and, and as far as hold on, as far as her being an inspiration, from what I understand, the royal family put the D in dysfunctional. I mean, you listen to the stories. That is a family you did not want to be in. So tell me how she's inspirational or it's tragic. Well, I guess any death is tragic. No, I mean, but well, I kind of look at it like this as, you know, look at it. It was a historical figure. Like, people are sad when the Pope dies, 
So that's different. That's the, the right died. hand of God. The Queen, Queen Elizabeth. Now, nah, yeah, I, I, it's not resonating. Well, theoretically, with me. Adam, you want to go Adam, with thanks that. for the call. Hey, thanks for the call. But no, tell me how the, a 96 year old person's tragic, who's led a beautiful life by all accounts, never had to worry about money, never had to worry about bills, never had had the best of everything. How is that tragic? I'm not denying that. And if she I had a great get to run. be 96. I want to die. There's a once you hit a certain level, and I don't. Maybe it's eighty. Maybe it's eighty-five, depending on your health. Maybe it's ninety. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. If I'm ninety-six, I'm probably eating out of straws and not able to do a whole lot, including wiping my own rear end. I want to go. Well, Tragic is a thirty-two-year-old dying. Tragic yes, is a thirteen-year-old kid dying. Absolutely. Tragic is not a ninety-six-year-old woman who was pampered her entire life. I didn't say that. Dying. That's what he said. I'm, I know that. Yes. Well, all I could say, she had a but hell of a run. At me like ninety-six I'm crazy. years. But don't forget, she also gave us. She's the grandmother-in-law of two slices of tail, Kate Middleton, <laughs> and Meghan Markle. Don't let that be lost on you, pal. Got to make a choice. Which way are you going? Oh boy, Meghan or. Oh, man. What's the other one? Kate. Kate, that's right. Harry and William did incredibly well. They did. I got You know what? Uh, I'd give a shot at the title to Megan. She's crazier. That might be a good thing. I'm going Kate. You see how this always devolves? It just devolves. That's you. You're you. the one that posed the question. The Bloom Daddy Show, back after this. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.